Stay here. I'm in charge. Do you feel in charge? What are you? I'm Gotham's reckoning. everybody, welcome to episode 78 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit, Connor McDuff. <sighs> Still going with the Batman voice. Works well. I suppose yeah, it'd be well, the last time that we get to do this. That's I'd, pretty much it. May as well write it out, you know? At least the, the Christian Bale voice. Ben Affleck's doing a bit of a gruff voice too, if I... If I notice, but... They all do a gruff voice. Yeah, I like, think... they always go a little deeper. Christian Bale just went that little bit further. He even says, in The Dark Knight Rises, which we're about to review, he even says, Where is he? Again. He, he's always asking where... Where is it? He's always asking where things are in a gruff-ass voice. World's greatest detective, and here he is screaming at people. That's how he is the world's greatest detective, because would you fuck with that shit? I don't think I would. Where are the jokes going? Where are they? Well, Connor, we've made it to the end of our Batman retrospective, almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're leading up to Batman v Superman in two weeks. Next week, we are going to be reviewing Man of Steel, which I'm sure you're looking forward to. Yeah, so keen <laughs> to fucking talk about that shit. Superman, yeah. Yes, <laughs> but this is the last of the modern day Batman films, and we've reviewed them all. You can go back. We went all the way back to 1989, Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, and we've worked our way up here to the Nolan films. And this is the third in the trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Fucking watching Batman vs Superman. We're going to be watching some other shit. Super keen for none of them because I don't really care at this point. I'm pretty over this whole fucking. This whole fucking, no, well, not over the retrospective, but Batman vs Superman, you're dead to me. I just want to get in there and grill the shit out of you, which is what I'm going to do. And I'm sure Dave will be on the opposite side and it'll be a great conversation. Can't wait. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But um, talking of uh, grilling, I've been getting the feeling over the last few weeks that you never really liked The Dark Knight Rises. What a, f what a fucking feeling you got there, man. Where'd you get that from? But well, Connor, tell me a little bit about... Like, the hype that you had going into The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, my God, dude. I was so keen. Like, when this film was coming out, I think this and Episode 7 have been the two films that I've been literally ecstatic for. Like, when I heard about The Dark Knight Rises coming out, I was fucking hyped. You have no idea how excited I was for this film. The, I was, like, I was at camp, like, a, a Year 11 retreat the day it came out, and I was so determined to go see it that... I, I genuinely tried to argue that we should get a bunch of people to, because we were at the campus in Toowoomba, to just, like, somehow get a bus to go there that night, and I would pay extra just to, like, be able to see it the night of release. He said no. So I saw it literally the day I got back. Like, I was exhausted. It was, like, a physical fucking labor camp. It was fucked. And then I get back, and I'm, like, in the cinema. I was like, I have to watch this movie right now. It was so good. It was just fucking awesome. It was so, so fucking good. The, the hype I had behind it, and I've, I don't think I've been this excited for anything else before. Like, this is literally the most, I'd like, except for Star Wars Episode 7, but that doesn't need explaining. Well, it's funny, our stories are actually run quite parallel of seeing this film, because I was uh, snowboarding down in Falls Creek, and there's no cinemas around there when this came out, and I was fucking pissed off about this because I thought about doing almost the exact same thing that you did, trying to get a bunch of my family together to 
catch a charter bus down the mountain <laughs> so I could go film. see this fucking movie because I was super hyped as well. I don't think I was as hyped as you were. I was just hyped because it's more Batman and I'm always down for more Batman. Yeah. So I, it was a good, it was a good like five days into its run before I got to see this film and I didn't want to hear anything. So I turned out all social media off. I didn't talk to anybody outside of the mountain. I avoided TVs. I didn't want to know. And I got on a plane, flew home. I was back in Gold Coast at that stage. We actually got, I flew into Brisbane. My girlfriend back picked me up and we went immediately to the cinema, the biggest fucking VMAX that I could find. And... <laughs> We watched this movie, and so the built-up hype of it was just fucking exciting in itself. So, and I love when you get a story like that out of going to movies. Like we seem to have this a lot. We've talked about a lot of our adventures going to see movies. It always seems to turn into a, some crazy adventure, which makes the movie more of a story. I don't. I don't want to say it's always better because I feel like we're about to switch that around with your feelings on this film but hey why don't you tell us what happened in it batman it's been eight years batman's gone after the events of dark knight uh there's no need for batman anymore because thanks to harvey dent the dent act means that all of those thugs from the basically that he stopped the mob the dent act means that there's no parole for any of these mobsters they're fucking locked in no shady deals they're all gone uh so batman's like well i'm not needed here and bruce wayne just becomes a hermit and so eight years after he's still a hermit fucking bane shows up he is sent back to do what Ra's al Ghul planned to do, which is destroy Gotham. He gets a nuke, he tries to blow up Gotham, and Catwoman and Batman stop him, and then Batman fakes his death, and then he's actually secretly living in France. Or Italy or some shit, I don't fucking know, somewhere in Europe. Some European Fucking, man, yeah. fucking Alfred's upset because he failed him, and it's like a big deal, but then he's fine because he sees him in Italy because, you know, the very scarce information. Bruce, oh, well, I mean, he's Batman, so I'm going to shut up because... World's greatest detective. He knew. The world's greatest yeah. detective. Goes up to Alfred. Where's that cafe? <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's fucking what happened, eh? So, there we go. Okay, cool. End of... Cool, that's a wrap. Podcast done. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you're not done. I know you've got lots of pent-up rage and things to talk about this. You've kept, you've been saying it for the entire retrospective, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say, but I'm going to start talking first because I want to get some positive stuff in there. I love the opening to this film. Yeah, it's so dope. Oh, my fucking God. Fucking So hell. dope. It's incredible. It's just one of the best sequences of any film, let alone a Batman film, and our you know introduction to Bane, which is... You know, Tom Hardy, who is one of, well, is probably my favorite actor at the moment, just being a boss, instantly intimidating, which I like. And it sort of sets up a feel for this movie, which goes through the entire thing. Not saying that, like, last week's The Dark Knight was not epic, but this one just feels a bit bigger in scope. And it's a, a, it's a lot in the way that it's shot. I really enjoy the way this film is shot. It's just really beautiful, really big, grand like scapes of the city it's just it just has a bigger feel to me did you did you get that uh yeah it's definitely the the, the most epic of the three mm. like it is without a doubt it's a lot longer it's about three hours i think yeah, it's just cracking three. over three hours yeah. long as shit i was watching it today actually i've just been doing this for the past couple of weeks watching them the day of the review yeah it's a bit longer uh and it's it's just grand like everything about it's grand um mm. like the, the big story the, the you setting. know like opening on this plane 
flying over fields and, and, and all that stuff. It just it just looks big. Like we big one of the other big shots which I always remember from the trailer was the the football stadium, you know, the the reveal of the football stadium and then the fucking guy running along as the world is falling apart behind him. Like just fucking incredible. Like visually this is probably my favorite of the Nolan films um, in terms yeah. of scope. I just I just think it's absolutely beautiful. This is, well, bar Interstellar, which he took to a new level, yeah. this is kind of uh, the biggest he's done. Nolan does a good job of keeping things pretty grounded throughout most of his films. Generally, even the, the more epic stuff stays pretty grounded, but Dark Knight Rises is definitely one of those films that he takes to a new level of intense. I agree. I th- the opening scene is fucking brilliant. Like, it is just so fun and so crazy and intense, and Bane is instantly threatening, like you said. Mm. Uh, it's great that it's well choreographed, it feels cool, like, there's just so much attention to detail in it, that it's great, it's an awesome opening scene. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Bane is set up to be this fantastic villain, and it's that's great, like, I love that. The dialogue is a little corny, of course. And Crashing that, this plane. But I like it, yeah, I love like, it, I love it. You know, uh. It sets up Nolan, it, it sets up Bane in the way like he is gonna say these corny lines, but I love the way that he delivers them. Yeah, well that's the whole point of Nolan films is that it's all on the nose, but fuck is it cool. Well, <laughs> this this movie out of the three does it the worst though. Oh, you think so? I think because mm. uh, you know, the other two have their moments, but this one, this fucking hell. Like the shit that they explain for no reason is just out of this fucking world. Uh. Um yeah, you know, like, maybe. I don't know. Batman Begins is probably look, my my a, worst one. Here's a fucking example. Let me just give you a quick example before Please. I forget. It's near the end of the film, but it's when Talia al Ghul presses the button, the detonator, and it doesn't go off. Because we've just seen, like we've just watched, we've, we saw this, we, and we know what's going on. Commissioner Gordon fucking puts a, uh, whatever, like a delayer yeah. on the bomb. Like we watch him do it. We watch him do it. We know that when she presses the button, it doesn't go off. That's why it doesn't go off. And she goes, this is a cool line. She goes, ah, Commissioner Gordon. It's like, fuck, of course she knows. She's, she's threatening. And then the line after is, he has found a way to stop the detonation from going on. No matter, I will do it myself. Like, it's so fucking annoying. Like, that whole second part, I was like, are you fucking serious? Of course it's Commissioner Gordon. We just, we know it is. All you need to say is Commissioner Gordon. Why do you, what? Ah! Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. That's not that bad. I, I I found like some of Rachel's shit in Batman Begins a lot more on the nose and annoying than that. That actually, Alfred, that actually filled in a gap for me, I guess, because like when she says it, I was like, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, Alfred does it as well at the start, which is when I first noticed it when actually, Batman's in yeah. the cave. Yeah, and he's like, you had this is why you're doing this, and this is why you're doing that, <laughs> and this is what's going to happen throughout the film, and I'm giving away everything, and I'm telling you everything that's happened in the past eight years, because we have no other intelligent way of doing it. I failed you. But that's what he fucking does at the very start of the movie. Like, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> when, in fact, he uh, failed the script. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is set up. Like, I'm listening to it, I'm like... That's what fucking happens. Yeah, no, like, you I'm- are right with with um, Alfred. There was I did want to. I was yeah. about to say the, even him talking about the Paris or European cafe that he sits in all the time. It's just like such an obvious setup for later I, on. I knew, I knew when I saw this film at sixteen years old, and my friend Matt, who he will not be listening to this, so fuck you, Matt, if you are. I love you, uh, but he's like. He was like, man, that fucking ending. Did not expect it, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh um, wow, yeah. Like, 
And like, look, I I actually do like it. I think it's a very beautiful way to end the trilogy, and it's nice. It's a nice way of showing that you know Bruce Wayne had moved on, and and there was a little moment with Alfred because we all love Alfred. It was nice, but it was just obvious and a a, a little. No, a little, a very on the nose. But that's Nolan. And look, that's not one of the things I'm going to be bringing up excessively throughout this because that's actually not an issue I really had with the film is how on the nose it is. I like Nolan's work. I think he's, he's up there. one of the best. He's up there. He's up there for sure. He's definitely one of the best uh, directors getting around at the moment. Yeah, he's fucking phenomenal. But look, I mean, like, we may as well just talk about the, the thing we both want to talk about, importantly, which is Bane. Bane? Uh, <laughs> Fucking awesome. Yeah. He's so cool. He's just the coolest dude. In comparison to the Bane in in, in Batman the other and Batman universe. <laughs> fucking hell. Bane in this is like uh, Monkey Smash. Bane in this is is fucking great. Like he's awesome. He's a great villain up until the last thirty minutes of the film. He's awesome. Like he kicks ass. Mm-hmm. He's fucking intimidating. He is He's the opposite of the Joker. Yeah, he is. In a lot of ways. Absolutely. Like, the thing that I you, you get straight away is that this guy is physically threatening. Like, he yep. is massive, for one. He looks fucking scary. And the motherfucker can fight. He not only just throws a few punches, but the way he throws punches is like he wants to rip your friggin' head off. It is just, like, immediately intimidating. But then he also speaks with an intelligence... So it's yeah, like that's, that's that's what that's what gets you, yeah. isn't it? There's one scene where he's talking to that um that shady businessman who hires him, Daggett, was that his name? I think it's Daggett. Yeah. And Daggett comes up and says something about like, "Hey, I'm I'm in charge here." And he's like, "Do you yeah. feel in charge?" I I got goosebumps. Listen to that because it's just like you can't fucking put a leash on this guy. <laughs> like, are you kidding? It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Fucking hell. What a tool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. That has nothing to do with the podcast. That I just, I just read a message about some cunt from uni. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, fucking so, idiot! Stop reading messages. No, it just popped up on my screen. I've got Facebook. I'll close it now. Anyway, um, I, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, yeah, no, that's fucking. That's that scene. Do you feel in charge? I literally quoted all through year twelve. Like I went up to friends, did the Bane voice, and you just put your wrist. On their on their neck, mm. and you just I went. Do you feel in charge? Over and over again to so many people that one of my friends was like, "If you keep doing that, I'm gonna fucking hit you in the face." Like he genuinely meant it. Like I got him so aggravated <laughs> from that line. And we always used to do this as well. You'd always go, "Oh, yeah, that, yeah." We always like that was like our go-to noise to make <laughs> during the bang voice. It was fucking. Glorious, and that like he's such a memorable villain. He honestly is. He's kick-ass. He's a great. Villain. Not as mem- not as memorable as the Joker, and I'm not going to just blame that entirely on on Bane. But he's fantastic. He's phenomenal. Well, the thing the, the thing is, they're just they're you know they're opposite ends of the spectrum, really. Like the Joker was all about chaos and just fucking with people, whereas Bane's about order. Bane is order, yeah, and and he's structured. He's got a plan. He's got it, and he's you know executing it to a T. He's fucking nailing it. The biggest thing I, I like about what Bane brings is that he brings an entire army with him. There's this army that has just been growing underground under the noses of everyone in Gotham who felt like they were in charge, but they really weren't because Bane was on top of that shit and just fucking took out the city in one go. Like And the sewers here. Yeah. That's that's so intimidating. And like and 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 that's it goes back to the scope of this film. Like it goes from being, you know, the Joker who 
you know, hired a few people here and there, but it was really, he, it was just one man doing this thing. All of a sudden, we've got this really big thing going on. And I think it was the right way to go because you, you really couldn't do anything that was in any way like the Joker. Like, you couldn't bring the Riddler in and try to, you know, have somebody basically just be insane again. It had to be this this bigger feel and I really like that I mean and I really like that they never pay attention to the Joker they make a reference to Scarecrow and they don't really mention the Joker in it at all that I, I enjoyed that uh, only because Ledger's legacy was untouched and that's something mm. I really like only because like it's not don't fuck with it like he did something amazing he died literally for this film don't just don't fuck with it and i respect that it would have been cool if they had like a shot of like the joker's feet when they are releasing all the prisoners prisoners from whatever the fuck it is but they specifically make sure it's not arkham because they're not unleashing arkham prisoners are yeah they? it's blackgate it's, yeah yeah and i like that and i knew i knew that they did that i think specifically because if they said arkham people would be like well the joker would be an where's arkham the where's joker? the joker yeah yeah i like that i enjoyed that I do, I do like the respect that went into preserving the legacy, absolutely. But I, I yeah. wouldn't have minded a passing comment or something. something. Just something to make me feel like this is the same world. Because I really don't feel like it is. It's more connected to Batman Begins, obviously. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't, like, it does not... The Dark Knight is, a, is really a standalone film. You don't really need to watch it to understand this film at all. It really is. Because you said, you said that last week. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, you are. And after watching this last night, I was... I was like, yeah, it is. Like, you could just watch The Dark Knight and it's in its own world. It does its own thing. It has the same characters, has all that sort of stuff. But nothing is passed on from The Dark Knight to this, you know? Like, every everything from Batman Begins, which is the movie I didn't like as much, that more comes into it here. But they just pass over everything that basically happened in The Dark Knight, except for Harvey Dent, obviously. Harvey Dent, which, I mean, isn't even really that. You don't need to know what happened in Dark Knight. No. Because Commissioner Gordon tells everything. Yeah, explains like, it it's just well. passing information. Do you think the Joker would have come back? Do you think, like, this would have been a whole different story? Because I feel because of his death and them not wanting to fuck with it and you know, it was all perfect and whatever... I reckon they had something else in mind. They definitely I don't know if it would have been a Joker movie, but the Joker definitely would have been in it. What do you think? Yeah, well of course. The Joker lives at the end of Dark Knight. Like I know Batman doesn't kill villains, but the Joker living at the end of Dark Knight is definitely an indication that they were aiming to bring him back in some way in a sequel. Mm. Why wouldn't you? He's a phenomenal villain. Like he's one of the like he's literally regarded as one of the best villains of all time. Yeah. There's not a doubt in my mind that it would. Even if it's a side thing, I would have loved it. Like, But I would have loved it just because it hasn't been made. And who wouldn't want to see that? Like, I would love to see what they did. Maybe it wouldn't be as good as Dark Knight Rises. Maybe it'd be better. We're not going to know. Yeah. But I would love to have seen it. And I definitely think it should be involved. Because the effect the Joker has on Gotham in the second one is bigger than Ra's al Ghul. Like, the effect the Joker has is he literally cripples everybody. And he's grounded and he's subtle. But he... Like, he's not subtle. But I mean, like, yeah. he doesn't need to do much but he cripples the whole city you know he basically runs the show for the whole film so yeah i definitely think he, it would have been excellent to see what he had in mind you know especially if they went with the whole nuke thing the joker with a nuke would be fucking chaos oh yeah uh but yeah it's interesting to think though because and like we keep saying it's it's, very, it's awesome that they've respected the legacy but think about this in 50 years from now when these are classic films that are being watched and you sit down and watch it and you'd be like, why didn't they bring that awesome character back from, back, the, yeah. you know? And, and that's the thing 
that I often think about with films because like not everybody knows the stories that go on and behind it. And obviously there is no way that we could have brought Heath Ledger back. He's not coming back because Joker is the ultimate villain. I still am very glad that we got Bane, but it would have been great to have him involved some way, even if it, like you said, was just in a small way, like he somehow... I feel like what they would have done, it would have been a, like a Bane film still, but then hit the ending would have been, okay, Joker's back. Where are we going to, yeah. you know? They, and they very well may have made another one. Um, I know, you know, Nolan was always like a trilogy after Dark Knight, but I don't know. You, you just don't know where it would have gone. And it's sad that we'll never know because there was some magic that was made last week that uh, we won't ever see again. Tear. But Bane in himself is great, and I'm glad that we get him, because what Bane does is he actually breaks Batman. He actually breaks him. He fucking smashes his back, and then proceeds to fuck with him and break his soul as well. <laughs> well, he tries, but he doesn't. Well, he tries to, um, but like, well, he goes pretty damn close. And I, I, just, I just like that that's... He, he spells it out to him. He's like, I'm going to you know, make you watch while I... Fuck the, the girl you love, Gotham. Yeah, he's a bit of a fucking bastard, to be honest. And then he throws him in a pit. <laughs> he throws him in this pit. Where is that pit? Uh, it was in some Middle Eastern country, I'm pretty sure. So it's not, it's not in Gotham. No. It's not like pit. on the outside of Gotham somewhere. No, no, that was in like another How country. the fuck did like, he get back to middle- Gotham at the end then? I don't fucking know. How the fuck did he get there in the first place? Like, he's a fucking it's- Batman. He probably catches planes and shit, fucking sneaks in. He's got money somewhere. It's fucking Batman, man. But he even, does, even he just gets home. Like, and it's, it's one thing that I, I keep forgetting is that this this movie is, is spanned over like months and months. Like months. And like, you know, Bane takes him to the pit, puts him in the pit, then flies back to Gotham. Like, I don't know. The pit yeah. was a weird thing. Look, well, I, it's, it's a weird thing. And that's something I want to talk about a bit later, but I just want to go through the characters that have been added to this film that we haven't met yet before that. The other one being Catwoman who I'm sure you have many, plenty to say, because I know for a fact you don't like Catwoman in this film. Nope. No, I don't. And I, gr- I fucking agree with you wholeheartedly, because why the fuck is she in this movie? Why bother adding this character in? Because she is so fucking boring. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway isn't, like, this, like, sex... This fucking sex toy, either. Like, no. and I, I do not go, man, who are some women in Hollywood that are fucking objects? Like... If you asked if you asked a misogynistic male on the street that question, their answer is not going to be Anne Hathaway. Like it's not going to happen. And they like sex her up in this film. Like she's sitting on the bike, mm. and you know when she's sitting on the bike and her like back's bent, like literally like she's about to take it in the ass. Yeah. When she shoots yeah. the thing, like fucking hell, come off it, mate. That is so fucking pathetic because it's just it doesn't suit. Nothing suits about Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. It's fucking abysmal. No. Her fighting it- like. Her fighting choreography, though, is kick-ass. I do like her watching her kick some ass. She looked great kicking ass. Yeah, she was all right. I don't know. I just... Like, I don't really have anything against Anne Hathaway. Like, I don't particularly yeah. like her as a, an actress. Like, But I don't I particularly don't like hate her, her as an actress either. Like, I'm not going to go out of my way to go see an Anne Hathaway movie. And when they said that she was going to be Catwoman, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> because, like, like I've said, Catwoman is one of my favorite characters. And Michelle Pfeiffer was really good. Even Halle Berry is like a good casting choice, even if the movie sucked. The film was fucked, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It's a certain sort of woman who could play these roles. Like, they need to be sassy and they need to be sexy and they need to be all of these, which is not something that I think of with Anne Hathaway at all. Like, she's a pretty girl, but she's not, she's not 
sexy and she's not she doesn't have that sass in fact the way that she's playing this character is it's kind of it feels like a mum is trying to play the character of a sassy teenager yeah i know what you mean (laughs) it's just it's cringeworthy to watch like she's rolling her eyes she's she's too cool for fucking school all the time catwoman is like that but she's not a fuckwit you know (laughs) Yeah, and this whole fucking false, like, direction that we all think that Catwoman's going to be a bad guy. Like, that bothered me as well, how she leads Batman to Bane, but then has to explain to Batman why she did it. Like, no shit Catwoman's going to be a good guy. No fucking shit. Like, it's not going to shock me. I wasn't surprised when I watched the film. No shit. No shit when she's sitting on the bike and tells the audience, I'm not coming back after I blow up the hole. No fucking... Yes, you, you are. Of course you're going to come back, you idiot. Like, get real. It's not going to fucking happen. She's just dreadful in this whole, like, fake, like, ah. Yeah. I'm, have, I'm so... Fucking... <laughs> I, have, I have two things that... One, I'm happy that she's not in the movie more because she's so shit. And then two... I wish she was in the movie more to actually develop the fucking character. character. So I would actually believe that Bruce Wayne would end up with her because like, you know, even when they like kiss before, you know, she takes off with, you know, when she's blowing up the the hole or whatever, I was like, where did that come from? (laughs) Like, exactly. They're not, there's never like, you know, obviously there's some sort of sexual tension because they're too, you know, heroes dressed in leather, but it's other than that, there was nothing really going on before that so i just don't see that she would be the one that he ends up with they like they just needed to build that up more if they're going to do that but they add way too many damn characters in this and catwoman just gets pushed to the side and it's like oh yeah that's right we were gonna make her the love interest so we better put her in at the end every single character that they've added in this film gets pushed to the side every single one i'm not even kidding bane gets a fair bit though yeah, Bane gets a fair bit, but then he's fucked off. I'll, I want to get into yeah. it, but I can't yet. Because I've got a big fucking rant. <laughs> I want to get... Uh, the other person I want to talk about is... Um, I, don't have, I don't give a shit about Catwoman. She's, you said everything I wanted to say. Yeah. Is Robin. Uh, Blake, John Blake, Blake whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah. So, he's cool. And, like, you, the whole time you're sitting there like, why the fuck do I care about this guy? And then I'm like, he's pretty chill, but he's not doing much. Like, why do I give a shit? And then it's all because of that final payoff at the very end of the film that is Robin. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you just get rid of Catwoman if you wanted Robin in the film and have him play more of a, like a, an important part in this film or get rid of Robin and have Catwoman play a more important part in this film? Th- there's no reason to have them both because they're just both left in the shadows the whole way through. There's no development. There's no arc. And then Nolan just expects you to kind of accept that these characters have changed suddenly. And like expect that this relationship is developed with him, with them and Bruce Wayne. Like, there's no... Like, why the fuck? He's just there at the start, and he does some shit, and then Commissioner Gordon trusts him, and he met Batman once, and he fucking does some more shit. Then he's gone, and then Catwoman's in, and then Catwoman's gone, he's in, and it's just this up and down, like, oh my god. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the payoff is so satisfying, but that... It's just so much, and it's not worth it. Like, I'm like, I don't give a shit about this guy. Like, who cares? I don't, like, I never gave a fuck. Like, why couldn't it have just been Commissioner Gordon? Why could it have just not been Catwoman? Like, these are just things that I'm like, fucking damn it. Well, what he's um, doing is he's basically the, the Commissioner Gordon of this movie, because Commissioner Gordon's yeah. out of commission. <laughs> 
he's he's just the the good Samaritan cop doing his thing, which I really like, and I and I really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So, and I like the way he's playing this. I think he's fantastic for what he does. But you're absolutely right. By the time you get to the end of this film, especially when we know that this is the it, this is the end. Like we're not seeing any more. Like I walked out of this film being like excited, even though I knew that I wasn't going to see it. I was like, "Fucking Robin, that's awesome!" Yeah. Like this is I I can't. I'm so glad that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the next Robin. But we're never going to see that. So why build why it up? Why yeah, exactly. why have this big builder? Why not just have him turn into Robin at the halfway point? Like, don't just tease us with this shit. Like I get it in terms of this cinematic universe. He. It's just the passing of the reins and whatever. Like yeah. he's he's probably not even going to be wrong. I'm totally I'm totally happy with the ending. I just wish there was more emphasis on this character because it's not as satisfying without it. You know. Well, that that's right. You're right because that's honestly the best part about this movie was that ending for me. I remember walking out like fucking bouncing off the walls. I was so happy about it. But going back on it and watching it again and watching him do all this shit and it's like why. What is this here for? This is... He's the perfect mix of Batman and Commissioner Gordon, which I really like, but it, there's, there's nowhere to go with it now. It's a build-up to nothing. It's not, it's not his story, basically. It's about Batman, and that's what I wanted to see. I didn't want to see anyone else. I wanted to see more of Batman. Did I, I think I missed something, but how did he know that Bruce was Batman? Oh, fucking no way. He just, like, finds out. Okay, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he just yeah, knows. Like, because when he comes into his house and starts talking to him and he he drops it. It's a, it's it's one of the one of the few one of the many actually like points where I'm like what the fuck like why is that happening? Like there's a there's a few more that happen where I'm like that's fucking weird. Okay. Uh, well, but that was the first one I noticed, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't uh, just me cuz I I was really confused. I, f- I felt like I just turned off or something. But <laughs> No, 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 no. You're fine. But look, this is what I get want to get down to now. This is my big gripe. The fucking pacing in this film is fucking horrid. And this doesn't just mean, like, it's too long. I'm saying that the first half of this film, like, where up until just after Bane tells everyone that there's a nuke, this film turns to total shit. Where I'm just like, what the fuck? Why am I fucking watching this now? Because the first half is about Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, holy shit, all this stuff, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, Batman's back, look at him, he's got a fucking Batwing, this is great, he's on the bike, that's some fucking really cool action, oh my god, Catwoman and Batman walking together, working together, the story's really flowing, it's got a great pace, and then he's in a fucking pit for a fucking hour, and it's so piss boring, and it is just the weirdest pacing and the weirdest choice to use time in this film I've ever seen. I don't give a shit that he's in a pit. I know Batman's coming back. We all know Batman's coming back. And Bane just fucks off. Bane just pisses off for a fucking hour. Where's he go? No one knows. He's just walking around. Sometimes he pops up for a second, says a cool line, then he's gone again. Oh, look. Oh, fucking, all this shit's going on. Scarecrow's running a trial. That's cool. Look at all these ends they're trying to type. Anne Hathaway's having, oh, oh, I don't know if I like this post-apocalyptic world that we've created in Gotham. Oh, of course you fucking don't, idiot. We know that. It was so boring. So boring. Batman's training again. He's got to become, he's got to be one with his soul. I'm like, why the fuck does it take you this long for something we know that's going to happen? We know. We know. Why did you have to do it like this? Fucking Liam Neeson comes back for five seconds. There's all this bullshit backstory about Bane and where he came from. And that's the fucking middle of it. And I'm already pissed. And then Batman gets back and I'm like, yes, fucking go. All right, make it up to me. Like 
That can all be worth it if it fucking means something. And the whole payoff for all that backstory shit and that whole fucking thing is that we find out that the, the child who made the climb without the rope isn't Bane. No fucking shit it wasn't Bane. It was fucking uh, Talia al Ghul, who is Miranda Tate in the film. Who is... Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Because she's not intimidating. She's not threatening. She's not a fucking villain. It was a horrible twist. And when we find out, I'm like, no fucking shit, she's a bad guy. There's a close-up, an extreme close-up of fucking Batman touching a scar on her back when they're having sex. And I'm like, well, obviously she's somewhat more relevant than they're making her out to be. Like, of course she's going to mean something. And then we fucking get in there. And I'm like, all right, doesn't matter. It's all good. Let's fucking watch this go down. And... All the pieces tie up, and Batman's like, don't worry, light this flare up. Suddenly they have, they're like literally hours away from Gotham blowing up, and somehow Batman has the fucking time to create a massive bat symbol on a skyscraper that the whole city can see. That, why the fuck? Like, oh, because of hope. What, that, that thing literally looked like it would have taken a solid two weeks to create. And <laughs> apparently, like that, literally when I watched it the first time, and this time I'm like, that actually makes me mad because that is so implausible and so unrealistic and such a bullshit waste to watch i'm like that's not if you're trying to make a film that focuses on this somewhat gritty realism why the fuck would that happen why the fuck would that happen jesus christ and then one of the biggest gripes i have with this film is that whole because you know it's all the whole time it's been very grounded and everything and this one's literally just epic war so of course Batman's master plan is a full-on assault with all these cops that have been literally confined in the darkness for months is to have a full-out assault against the criminals. And I'm like, whatever. You're not much... You're not running... You don't have much time. Go for it. These cops still have their weapons, might I add. And the whole epic battle is these fucking police officers sprinting towards an army of people armed with assault rifles. That's what it is. And you know what happens? The cops win. Have you fucking seen Gallipoli? Have you seen what happens when you run in a group at a person with a fucking machine gun? You die. Because you can't fight bullets with speed. It doesn't happen. So why the fuck is it effective in this? Literally the most... Oh my god, I can't believe that made me so mad. And like, it's just... Oh my fucking god. And then we have Bane. And I'm like, sweet! Epic finale, villains, fucking yeah, Harvey Dent and Joker, they ended well, Ra's al Ghul, epic, dies in a fucking train, Harvey Dent breaks his neck, oh what a message, Joker doesn't even die, fuck yeah, and you know what happens in this fucking this one? He gets shot in the fucking chest. Batman beats the shit out of Bane, which is so satisfying, like literally breaks his mask, and I'm like, that is so fucking cool. And then Catwoman shoots him, and you literally spend the rest of the film, and you're joking if you didn't think this as well, going... Wait, is Bane dead? Like, what... What happened? Is he dead? Or is he just hurt? What? I don't understand. Because he's just fucking useless. And then Talia al Ghul, who turns out to be the fucking main villain... Uh, oh, my fucking god, what a fucking twist! Literally dies in a car crash. Like... No one helps her die. No one does anything to her. Just drives off her fucking thing because she's an idiot and dies in a car crash. And with literally the corniest death I've ever seen, by the way. Yeah. Her final words are, the bomb's going to... Uh, uh, fuck off. Like, fuck off. And that twist where Talia al Ghul does all the bullshit exposition about he, she's the one that made the climb and Ra's al Ghul, I'm like, why the fuck are you telling me this now? I don't fucking care. And then, that... Not only does it, is it boring as shit, it makes Bane... The coolest fucking villain throughout this thing, the most intimidating person in this whole film, completely fucking redundant. Literally the most irrelevant character. 
Bane is a fucking henchman, it turns out. Bane's just there, doing what Talia al Ghul wants. He doesn't have a single intelligent thought for himself, apparently. It's all Talia al Ghul making it up, and he's just there because here's her protector. Oh, I have a fucking crab on my mouth. And then, like, that's it. That's it, okay? She did find that out, and Bane's like, alright, I'm gonna kill Batman. You're like, fuck, he's defying Talia. That's cool. Nah, he's shot. He's fucking dead. Talia's dead. Fucking Batman takes the bomb out in the bay, and you're like, well, no shit, Batman's alive. That fucking obvious. It's so obvious. It's so fucking obvious, and it's so fucking annoying, and I just, I'm just like, why the fuck do I care about any of this? It's so disappointing up until the last two minutes of the film, and then it's good again. That's it. And then the last two minutes, where fucking, you find out that John Blake is Robin, and you're like, yes, that's fucking sick. And then you're like, Commissioner Gordon lives as the commissioner knowing that, well, you don't know, but you think he's the commissioner living with the knowledge that Bruce Wayne's Batman, and then Alfred's at the cafe, and that music comes in, the one part of this film where the music's actually effective, otherwise this whole thing actually feels like a three-hour-long music video because the music never shuts the fuck up, is that one moment where he just looks up and he sees Bruce Wayne, you're just like, oh my god, right in the feels, bro. That's epic. The ending, that literally the two-minute ending is great. The rest of it, just abysmal. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I'm fucking... Well, you've uh, covered a few points there. <laughs> now we can discuss it, but you know for a fact that I've needed to rant about this for literally months. Like, I've had these thoughts that I've passively, aggressively kind of passed on to you, like, <laughs> well, quietly. I, I don't know where to start. You t Okay, well, you talked about that the, the last hour of it was shit because he's in a pit. And yes, I totally agree. Because him going into the pit reminds me a lot of him training in Batman Begins, which I didn't give a fuck about. So I just want to see him be Batman. And when you take Batman away for half the movie, I'm a little bit sad about that. I don't think that Bane goes away as much as you said he does. I think he's still kind of there because he's set up what is happening in Gotham. So I feel that his presence is always there. I do get disappointed when he is just a henchman to Talia. That's dumb. It was a dumb twist. It, I remember at the time I was kind of like, oh, this bitch. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. But then she's just doesn't do anything. So it's kind of like whatever. And it's just disappointing that such uh, an intimidating character like Bane does just get pushed down. Because I actually, found, I actually find him more intimidating than the Joker. Not a better villain, but I find him the most intimidating thing we've probably seen in any of these Batman movies. There was actually a time where I felt like, there is no way that Batman can beat this guy. Batman absolutely gets fucking owned by him when he tries to fight him. Punches, he literally punches his head in. Even when he comes back, I feel like that fight could have been better. Because I really like watching Bane pound on Batman. Because it's just yeah. so fucking vicious. Like when he's got him up against that pole and he's just hookshotting him into the friggin' ribs. It's just like, holy crap, he is just going to break him again. But then yeah. Batman just, you know, I know he, he knocks the mask out and then does all that sort of thing and then gets gets his beat onto him. But I just feel like that could have been done in a more satisfying way. I feel like Batman could have done something smarter in his way to beat him other than just accidentally elbow him in the face and knock out one of his breather things or whatever they are. I just feel like th this Batman in particular, the Batman that was fighting the Joker, eventually outsmarts the Joker, who was you know, more intellectual than him in, in, yeah. in a lot of ways. So I, th I feel like this, that's what should have happened here as well. And doing the whole Lord of the Rings thing, um, the, the coppers running at each other. Yeah, you're right. It's fucking stupid. It's not as 
epic or awesome as it as it's supposed to be. That's so horrid. And oh, you know, man. but you know what the thing that annoys me the most about that final fight is this is all happening during the day. And I understand that, you know, the the it's the city's been taken over and what all of that. But Batman during the day just doesn't work. I don't It doesn't, hey. Right? I feel like I'm watching fucking, you know, the 60s Batman, 66 Batman now. Like, just a a guy just running around in pure daylight. Like, it's just, I don't know. Why couldn't it just be night? (laughs) Like, it would have just been so much more satisfying. Batman during the day, it's not a good thing. And it it, it points out the fact that it's just a dude in a costume running around looking silly. Uh, So it, it loses a lot of its effect there. Then, yeah, Bane getting beat so easy is just a thing. Um, what else did you bring up? The fucking flaming bat symbol. I yeah. didn't really have much to think about that. I didn't think that he actually did it. I thought that, you know, because he'd enlisted all the help of all these people that someone else was doing. Maybe the kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You, I need you to deal with Bane. I need intel on what he's doing right now. You, I need you to set detonators all around the tunnels so we can free the cops. And you, I want you to make a huge Batman symbol in a skyscraper. What, sorry, Batman, what? I want you to make a huge <laughs> symbol for me on a skyscraper. But, but don't, don't you think I should be doing some little... I, ne- I need this. I need it. But it's not really... Do it! Okay. No, like, but you're, missing, you're missing the point, Connor. It's supposed to be... You know, the whole point of Batman is to strike fear in the heart of people. And, you know, the symbol was always a part of that. If you saw the symbol it's on also, the clouds, it's-, it's like... I know, I know what you're saying. I'm not going against it. It is silly. But I'm just saying <laughs> that... <laughs> Daytime. I'm trying. It's fucking daytime. I'm, it's a flame. I'm trying to fucking put it in, but yeah, with time ticking down and a fucking nuke about to go off, it's probably not the best way to spend time. But whatever. What else did you talk about? Uh, look, my, I'm actually surprised you've kept up. The, it's the death of Bane and Talia al Ghul were the main things. Oh, yeah, well, they're dumb. They are, right? They're dumb. They're dumb. I don't think the pacing is all that off in this film, actually. Even though it is way too long in terms of length, I never really feel it when I watch it. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm in this movie for most of it. And even last night when I was watching, I, I you know, I'd check the time every now and then. I'm like, holy shit, there's still like two hours left of this. I'm an hour into it. There's still two hours left. And normally that's like daunting to me, but I was there's something about this film that flows well enough to keep me in it. Like I'm not going to go out and set aside another three hours anytime soon to watch it, but I, I definitely think the pacing kind of works for the most part. I think what you're saying with him going into the pit just s- slows down the Batman story. Oh, but, it's so but, slow. But I don't. I honestly don't really like what they do with Batman. In this movie, I think this is the the least developed Bruce Wayne Batman character that they play with. Yeah, but that's what I mean because it goes from a story like there's this whole thing they could have gone into, which is the relationship between Bruce Wayne and Alfred, which is immediately cut off at the start of the film, where Alfred is just goes um, somewhere. We never see him until the oh, end. Oh man, he like fucking. How quick is he to dismiss him? Yeah. Like it's just he like just like that, idiot. like your lifelong fucking friend, and you're gone just because. You're heartbroken. Like, I didn't even believe that yeah. he loved Rachel that much for that to be an issue. Me neither. This, this happens. And I'm like, that's a really great thing because it's all about Batman. Does he want to be Batman? Does he want to be, like, what, what matters more? And then it turns into this, Batman's been gone for eight years. You're a weak piece of shit. You need to train again. And that's what it is. It's literally, like, 
if you think about it, if there was some nice synth music behind it and a couple of crossfades, it could be an 80s montage done in two minutes. That whole sequence <laughs> in the pit. So true. And I'm not kidding. It's, it's just him becoming... It's about my soul. All he does is embrace his fear again. He does what has already been done in the first film. That's it. So it's really disappointing because he doesn't actually develop at all. Nothing changes within Bruce Wayne. He just, he goes, oh fuck, that's right. That's what I used to do. I need to do that now. And then he's fine again. And then he decides he doesn't want to be Batman at the very end of the film. I just wish if he wasn't in a pit, if Bane broke him, thought he killed him or something, or tried to make and torture him, and it just turns, and he's still in Gotham, or maybe he's learning and he's growing in Gotham, you know? How it's post-apocalyptic and shit? Mm. Like, that would work. Something like that, but it just, like, taking him off into a pit and, like, making him watch it from a TV is just, it was a really ineffective way to show the development of a character, and it really brings him down. The last film, The Dark Knight, it's Bruce Wayne struggles the whole way through the film, trying yeah. to dictate what's right, who to trust, and you're like, fuck, this is so complex. And this one, it's like, oh, shit, he's hurt. Well, last week <laughs> like, last week was the most I've been connected to any of the Bruce Wayne ca- characters. Like, yeah. it's the best that the best Batman-Bruce Wayne combo going on there. And this, this time around, I'm just really not connected. I honestly don't give a fuck about him. Like, Batman's barely in this movie, and the Bruce Wayne character just doesn't interest me as much as it should. Like, why is he a cripple? What happened to him? Uh, it's at the end of the last one when he falls off the building. He fucks oh, his Oh, but he could, he could fucking run away pretty, you know, fine from yeah. all the coppers at the end of that. But anyway, but then all of a sudden, he's just like at peak shape again and can fight like a boss again. And like, I know that's kind of the point is like he tried to go in too quick to fight Bane. But yeah. like, even the fact that he thought he could do that I just it just pisses me off because they don't go like he's a full he's a hothead. They don't go that route like no, I don't need to train, I do what I want. They it just yeah. he just goes out and is Batman again and but saying that, when we do see Batman for the first time when he's on the bike at you know, when they've just done the stock exchange um heist, that's really cool. Like the music kicks in and it fucking it's Batman's on the bike and the you know, the cop is like, Oh, you're in for a treat tonight. Like yeah. that's awesome. But then Yeah, in Batman, the first half of the film. Yeah, but then Batman goes ahead and gets his ass kicked and then goes away and honestly he should have stayed away because when he comes back, I don't give a fuck about him. It's really depressing and I haven't really noticed that until this watch. Yeah, it's just, well, it turns from a Batman film to a film solely about Commissioner Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Anne Hathaway fighting Bane. Well, you know what? It's, it's, it, yeah, you're right. It does. It's not actually it's not a batman film this is more of an espionage thriller film which is cool it's like a it's like a um an ensemble cast basically yeah it is but it's it's not like we this could have been made without batman like we could have still had yeah. an intimidating bane character because the bane in the comics isn't like this like he is smart and big and stuff but he's not quite yeah. like this it's a different thing what a again. weird selection of villain to choose for yeah this i know film. of the the rich villain universe that is <laughs> batman's universe they go yeah. for bane but again i like this bane so it's all good but there's a few inconsistencies with this batman also that piss me off you know there's this whole thing about no guns and you know fucking you keep saying yeah. it's a cat woman but every one of his fucking vehicles has missiles and machine guns and he shoots at fucking trucks and stuff when he's in the batwing and it's yeah. like, you hypocritical fuck. Those bullets, they're not only hitting cars. I'm sure they will go through and actually fucking... Well, they, he... they're like, they, they show at one point when he shoots a missile at a car that the people are fine. Do you remember that shot? Oh, really? When the, he no, gets, I don't. He gets, he's getting tracked 
by the missiles and he turns them around and he dr- brings them back to shoot at the car that shot him. I do remember he kills the driver of Talia Al Ghul's driver when, you know, when she's in the truck. Does she? Like, he, Does he? he blows up, like, he uh, doesn't he blow up the, the truck and then the driver dies? <laughs> I can't remember. I was probably just muttering to myself. So I was like, hold on, I think he just killed someone. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, it's it's fucking annoying. He's the a lot of what makes Batman Batman goes out the window in the last part of this film. It does, and it's it's really sad. But saying that the Batcave is back, and I'm happy about yeah. that. That back that Batcave is the best Batcave of all the movies, and it's barely used. Why is why does he even have the Batcave though if he's not being Batman anymore? I don't know. I think it's just there. He hasn't touched Riddle it. Riddle me this. Because like, he goes, he goes in, and then uh, Bruce Wayne's like, uh, Alfred's like, "What the fuck are you in here?" <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> "But he wasn't, but he doing? wasn't living at, at the Wayne Manor at the end of Dark." Yeah, he Knight. was. End of Dark Knight. No, remember, no, but they, no, no it, well, he eventually does go back. Obviously, in this movie, in the eight years that you know between movies, but like in Dark Knight, when he stopped being Batman, he was still living in that penthouse. Oh, right, you're right. Yeah, they must... I don't know. They must have just rebuilt it. It's eight years. Like, that's a lot of time. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't really care. It's cool. Batting. I like it. Yeah. And um, then he's got the Batwing. Uh, did you like the Batwing? I did. I think it looks kind of awkward. It's meant to mimic... I think it's meant to mimic, like, military stuff, and it looks like in the Batmobile, which it does, but it is like a... It looks like a bit of shit. It just looks <laughs> like a plank of fucking steel mm. flying. <laughs> yeah, they nothing cool like, about it. They kind of, like, force it down your throat that it's, like, an important thing, and then it's like, well, no shit, it's a fucking... I don't know. I just... I don't know. It was cool, but I just think it was overused a little bit. Like, I wish... I wish he didn't have it. It's all... Once again, it's clear that it was... It was introduced for one part of the film. Its introduction is pretty cool, though, when he flies out out of the alleyway when all the cops have got him backed up. Yeah, that was pretty no, bad. I do like that. Well, listen, I think I think we're pretty much there, but I just wanna I just wanna quickly wrap it up. You didn't like the soundtrack? Oh uh, no, the, I just the music's really obnoxious. Like, I don't know why no one does this, but it's just like really full on. I didn't mind it this time around, actually. But I remember seeing it. I've only seen this movie like twice, by the way. I remember seeing it in cinemas and just being like, "Fuck, it's so loud! Like, it's just so constant." The whole constant is the is the word constant, but it's been constant in every movie. Like the Dark Dark Knight's a little less. It's a little less. Batman Begins is the biggest culprit, though, because and Batman Begins soundtrack is fucking annoying as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's not that good. I actually think this is the best soundtrack of the trilogy. I think this is fantastic. I love Bane's, you know, death chant march, the rise march, or whatever. fantastic but this one actually has some characters to the music whereas i find for most part dark knight and batman begins is just tones and like ominous ominous tones i like the dark knight soundtrack the best i love the dark knight soundtrack but i don't like these two this one's like a combination of begins and dark knight which i'm sure was intentional the only bit i do like is the rise chant because it's fucking awesome but i mean other than that a lot of what's happened is just rehashed um it's like episode seven of Star Wars, where a lot of the music's actually just rehashed from the other, you know, the other, the other six, um, and so it kind of leaves you a little disappointed. And I felt that uh, in this one. As well. I feel like I think this one, you're right to a certain extent. Like there's all the, all the, uh, you know, the pings and the right beats and stuff that came from, like, you know, the the sound that when Batman's coming, little, that's always there. But they actually turn it into something that's listenable outside of the movie like i have this soundtrack and it's one of the soundtracks that i you know constantly have on when i'm working or doing something i find it 
quite charming. The other ones, quite, uh, quite charming. Yeah, I own all of them. I've got all three of them because I, I thought I liked the Batman Begins soundtrack <laughs> at the time, and I and I do like the Dark Knight one. But this one, in terms of just pure listening and character, it it has the most, and I appreciated it for that. Yeah. Well, look, I'm done. Are you done? I am done, sir. Please let us know what is your final thoughts. This movie's three hours long, and for that, I'm going to split it into two separate films, just very quickly. The first half of this film's <laughs> fucking kick ass. I love it so much. Like, literally, up until he's in the pit, am I obsessed with this film? I'm so into it. And then afterwards, I am so fucking over it, and it just makes no sense, and it's just fucking stupid, and like, implausible a lot of the time and just kind of takes away everything that made Batman great up until the last two minutes of the film. It's not a bad, bad film, but up to the standard of Dark Knight and Begins, it's not fucking very great. I give it three... I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5. That's what I'm going to give it. That's actually a lot higher than Pretty I thought. Good. That's very respectful. Look, I don't, well, I don't hate it. I just, it just pisses me off. It's the disappointment like, of the hype that Yeah, had it just gives it, yeah. me the shits because there's so many great moments that I just don't understand how he fucked up. Anyway. You're going to laugh at me, but when I first walked out of this film, I thought it was better than The Dark Knight. Don't worry. You're not the first one that I've heard that from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I have heard it a few times as well, but that feeling has died off over the years. I've watched... Dark Knight a lot more than I have this one but I just came out just absolutely bouncing off the walls I thought it was fan-fucking-tastic but watching it now with you know the Fish and Connor goggles the thing that hurts this movie the most is that it's not a Batman film which is you know one of our problems with a lot of the older the Burton stuff and all that this one becomes like Batman is just nothing in this when Batman is around I don't like him Bruce Wayne training is not what I want to see. I didn't like that in Batman Begins, and I don't want to see it here. I, I like it that he's already set up. He's ready to go, and that's why the Dark Knight is so good. It's He's already playing. He's out in the world fucking shit up. The, you know, his legacy is set there. It's just silly what they do here, I think. And it's the whole theme of the movie, but it doesn't work as well as it could have. But the thing that does make this movie good is Bane. Bane is just the most intimidating thing I have seen in any superhero film. I actually think he's better than the Joker in terms of intimidation, not as an interesting character and all that sort of thing, but I actually feel like Batman can't beat Bane. I always knew Batman was going to beat Joker eventually. There was just no way that I could think of that Batman could outdo this guy. He was more intellectual and he was physically stronger and the way that he does die is in the end really unsatisfying but for the most part Bane is this movie and he's the reason why I enjoy this movie so much I don't like it as much as I used to but it's still a very very solid film I would be right there with you with that 3.5 but I'm going to give it the Batman (laughs) handicap that I've been giving all the other Batman films even though Batman's not a thing in this film and I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5 4 out of 5 right that's fair I I expected that fuck we've done all the Batman films man holy shit it's been a long time 7 weeks well with all the other films in between um, Man of Steel Man of Steel next week so that's going to be an interesting conversation I remember actually hating that film I remember not minding it but then I thought about it and I was like fuck that was boring so I'm keen to 
go back and I've, <laughs> I've attempted it a few more times since uh, I did watch it and I haven't got past the half an hour mark so I, I remember when that film came out the trailer was released with this film with Dark yeah. Rises and yeah. I remember the hype behind it because we were like holy fuck that Superman is going to be in the same universe as Christian Bale's Batman and mm. the tone everything about it was set to be just like and it was the trailer you can go back and watch it it was set just like the Dark Knight Rises like it yeah. was in the same tone and it was I think it was in even talks for a while that it was going to be something and I remember the hype we had and we were like how the fuck are they going to do that I can't wait and of course now they uh they totally they totally defied that thought <laughs> and it's something completely different <laughs> well that yeah you're right it was the excitement of seeing a Superman like the Dark Knight films it was yeah it was seeing a grounded Superman like we've always we keep talking about it like Superman is one of the boringest fucking superheroes getting around and for them to ground him and and give him the Christopher Nolan treatment I was like yeah but then we had Zack Snyder directing it and of of Zack Snyder had been a bit of hit and miss up until then but I thought with Christopher Nolan and him together we would get something really cool but I actually actually watching this Dark Knight Rises now I do see the similarities between the two yeah. like this one feels a lot like Man of Steel when we watch it and we'll uh, discuss that a little bit more next week and see if it is still as bad as I remember or if I'm presently surprised with new eyes brilliant anyway look our Facebook page has been getting a lot of coverage we've got 600 likes so thank you all very much for that we really appreciate it or as always you can listen to our shit on Podbean or iTunes it's totally up to you what you want to do we don't care we don't care. You do you, man. Make sure you comment. Give us your opinion when you listen. We want to hear your thoughts on what we have to say. I fucking am obsessed with the hate we're getting. Right now, due to the way we're promoting our stuff, we're getting some new people in here who are, of course, very offended that we're, we're talking smack about Batman sometimes, and it is literally completing me. I am so satisfied that people are telling me they want me to die and that they hate us, and you know what? Fuck you. That's what they say to us. And I, I don't feel the same. I've never felt the same. You say what you want to be. I want to hear it. I fucking love it. Please continue. I love you all. Uh, play the music, Fish. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film The Dark Knight Rises, its marketing or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Fear Will Find You is performed by Hans Zimmer.